1: What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey,
2: guys, I'm Kat.
1: And we've got the whole gang back together for this episode. Super excited to have Kat and JJ here. And we're excited to have our guest on tonight, somebody that had listened to a couple of our episodes and wanted to come on and share their experience with the supernatural. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jordan, where are you from? What part of the country are you? I must say, calling in f- from tonight, like we're a, a radio station, uh, right here in in the Midwest, in the middle of Indiana. Okay, awesome, very cool. I have spent some time in Indiana, and JJ is you're from the Midwest as well, right? Kansas.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if do you count Kansas as the Midwest, Jordan? Yeah, sure. I don't, okay. I don't know absolutely there's like some people who i grew up believing it's midwest but there's some people who i think are like midwest snobs and it's like a very exclusive club to be in the midwest and they say no 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 that's the great plains region and i'm just like no that's no one knows what that is so so i I claim midwest but
2: isn't the real test like if you bump into someone and you're like oh oh
3: Oh, yeah exactly
4: I, I hate how much I catch myself saying that because uh, I, I read it somewhere the first time someone pointed it out. And I notice it all the time. I, I can't even help yeah. it. So.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> My wife is from the Midwest and I have noticed like she one time uh, when we first started dating, she lived in an apartment and that exact scenario happened where like her neighbor and her like almost bumped into each other. Like, oh, oh, and then they started talking and then we went into her apartment and I was like, "Is he from the Midwest?" And she's like, "How'd you know?" And I was just like, "I mean, it's
2: like such a passive aggressive, like, but it works, and Ope. I do it all the time."
3: It's not even <laughs> like I mean, we have like a different kind of passive aggressiveness in the Midwest than the South does for sure. But like, I don't think OP is passive aggressive. I sincerely mean every oak that oh. i say sometimes, <laughs> yeah.
2: sometimes i do it if i don't want to be rude but i want them, i want them to know that like whoa you kind of got in my way
1: well <laughs> i know or like it,
2: when jj's driving and there's a oh red gosh. light maybe he doesn't see it i'll be like Oops.
1: <laughs> yeah that's passive aggressive <laughs> um so right. so, cool. <laughs> so i am curious because uh, i brought this up to jj and cat once because jj is from the midwest and he had not heard of it Jordan, have you been leaf peeping before? And do you know what that is? I do not know what that is, no. Okay, you know what? My wife is making me sound like some kind of a tree pervert. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> and her whole family thought I was crazy because I'd never heard of leaf peeping. But it's when, obviously, when the the seasons change and the leaves change colors and they drive around and look at trees. I, I didn't know that was a thing. The
2: color is peeping out. But I've never heard, like, let's go Tree peeping.
1: Well, leaf peeping. I mean, leaf I guess you peeping. could peep peep the trees, technically. I, I mean, I've definitely done that. I've never heard of the
3: terminology before, though. And not everyone in the Midwest is like that, Noah.
1: <laughs> well, Jordan, so one thing we do like to find out as we kind of get started into this episode, where you fall on the supernatural scale, kind of like our believo meter, zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all, and 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale?
4: I, I, maybe like a seven or eight, because I've had a lot of weird experiences, but I, I don't know, there's just something I can't 100% say for sure, you know, that I think there's definitely something out there.
1: Uh, for me, I guess it's more about what it is. It's real interesting as the world kind of turns and we're getting more information on UFOs and stuff. Yeah, JJ, I know that's got to get you pretty excited.
3: I'm so excited. I mean, I've like, I can tell you I've spent hours on like just internet rabbit holes going through old ufo footage that like keeps getting released it's it's so great
2: i would like to start being included in the oh jj aliens i want you to say oh cat and jj because i i mean there's no way aliens are not real
3: Yeah, Kat, <laughs> Kat gets
2: into it too. like seriously I you say
1: there's no way a- aliens are real and i was like oh this is interesting continue
2: but they totally are like we'll watch 10 minutes of like a space documentary and i'll turn to jj and be like how did we even meet? Because we're so small in this universe compared to everything. Like, you know what I mean? I just get really deep. But I'm like, it's true. We're so small. And the galaxy is so intense. There's no way there's not life out there.
1: Well, I think to jump on the alien train, I'm going to try to book us some UFO guests coming up. So we'll, we'll see what's out there. So Jordan, I saw in the email that you sent over that you had some supernatural experiences at your grandparents' house when you were younger. Was that kind of your introduction to the supernatural?
4: Uh, yeah, it was. My my grandpa and grandma always lived in the same house my whole life. Um, I spent my summers there and I lived there for two or three years. So I had a lot of time in the house. And uh, when I was really young, grandpa always used to kind of tease me and he would tell me hey there's ghosts in the basement so stay out of there but uh
3: classic grandpa
4: yeah (laughs) i think honestly he just wanted to have the tv to himself because at the time (laughs) it was the only tv they had with a remote so
3: yes that's 100% why he did it. <laughs> I think
4: that... Well, I'll say the, the first experience I can remember happening that uh, something weird or creepy happened was uh, I, w- I was really young, probably, I don't know, between eight and 10, something like that. Uh, my cousins were over, and I think we were playing tag, and uh, I was running ran down towards the basement and they were like a little bit behind me a bit. And I looked back over my shoulder to see where they were. And the basement door like slammed closed behind me and all the lights shut off at the same time. And I turned around and and was trying to open the door and I couldn't get it open until finally
1: like a, a couple seconds later they came and opened it and asked like why I was so scared. But <laughs> And was there anything on the other side of the door? I, I assume that's like the first thing you looked for when you opened it.
4: Yeah, uh, nothing. No, they're just the stairs going down into the basement, and that's that's about it.
3: Were there any windows open, or like any drafts coming through?
4: It could have been honestly. Like I said, this was uh, it was like twenty years ago. But it's just uh, oh, you don't, don't
3: remember know. if the window was open? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. How old again were you when that that happened?
4: Uh, it, it's hard to say really, um, but probably
3: somewhere around 10 or 11, something like that. Did you try to tell your grandparents what happened? And if so, did they believe you? I, I don't know if I mentioned
4: like that particular thing, but, uh, it, it's kind of weird to talk about, you know, you hear a lot of these stories and you ask, uh, you know, what did everyone say about it? And like, the truth is like, we just didn't talk about it much. Yeah, like uh, grandma was very uh, prim and proper Christian lady. And she'd say there's no such thing as ghosts except for the Holy Ghost. And um, yeah. she just didn't like to talk about it. And uh, grandpa had stories of his own, but at the same time would like dismiss everything that happened as nonsense, you know. So like a lot of the weird things that happened just didn't get talked about.
1: So you had that experience. I know you also had some experiences that were really spooky, like within your bedroom. Can you tell us about that? A
4: lot of the main experiences that I remember that like really sticked up in my mind happened when I was a teenager. My grandpa passed away in 2006 and my grandma every year would uh, go on a church trip to Mexico. So this happened. The first thing happened when I was alone in the house, um, I was upstairs and uh, we had like the computer room slash library and I was playing, uh, I was playing video games on the computer. And there under the desk was a vent and it shares a vent with my bedroom. And I started hearing these weird voices coming through the vent. And like, I stopped and like, you know, muted the computer and I was trying to make out what they're saying. And I couldn't hear what they were saying, but it was like, lots of different voices and it sounded like a conversation and uh sometimes they would get louder sometimes it'd be quieter and then it'd be different voices and after a minute like i heard a laugh track and i realized like it's the tv flipping through channels yeah uh, well it gets better like I, I i was i was really scared that time i thought like somebody had to have broken into the house or something and i maybe i didn't hear him because they're there are like outside stairs that go down into the basement. And I thought like maybe somehow someone got that door open and I didn't know it. So like I, I called a friend on the phone just to feel like maybe I'm not alone. and I grabbed a knife. I don't know what I thought it was going to do, but like I ran down there to check it out. And when I got down there, the TV was turned off and uh, unplugged, but it, it didn't get, It didn't get any channels to begin with. I only had it like hooked up in the bedroom so I could play PlayStation.
3: Was it unusual for the TV to have been, uh, well, okay, I'm going to ask a question, but first I just want to say, I don't know if you heard it on your end, but there was some some weird, scary, demonic sounds (laughs) while you were speaking, which just for our listeners, you're going to be listening to this and it's going to be so beautifully edited by Noah that you're not going to know that we had We've been having some audio and internet connection issues. So I'm like pretty certain that that's what. But the uh, second that we
2: said no, it literally shouted back at us and my heart jumped out of my mouth and I grabbed JJ's arm.
3: We both jumped so much. I
4: mean, (laughs) mine might have. I don't know if you guys put stock into this or not, but my my wife is like pulling tarot cards and they kind of uh, said that something is messing with you.
3: What? Okay. What? 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 What?
2: We need, what? wait a second we need your wife to come explain that you, yeah. Can you come I over?
4: yeah i i think she'll she's willing
2: that would be um, great i wonderful. have so, yeah. never really understood tarot cards and is something messing with us right now
3: Also, I think it's so amazing that your wife is pulling tarot cards to check the status of this podcast recording.
5: (laughs) Well, like last night, we had some friends over and we're doing, we're planning um, a big trip to a haunted house, which Jordan can talk to you about. Uh, My uncle owns the Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana. So if you guys ever want to come check it out, feel free. It's one of those haunted places in America. And uh, we had friends over and we were outside like ghost boxing and like we were getting some weird stuff and like Jordan couldn't find his headphones and they just like plopped out of the sky. Like we looked all over for them. So whenever we start having electronic issues, I just, I have my cards on here. I was like, I'm going to pull and see like what's messing with them. And I pulled the eight of swords, which is like you're trapped and being tricked and being messed with. Yeah, like whoever whatever's messing with you, I just pulled like six of cord, uh, swords reverse Does not want you to um, continue with this. Like that's literally like a journey card like upside down, like don't go on this journey. That noise is happening and I keep jumping
2: out of my skin. Are you guys hearing that or is it just on our end?
5: No, I hear it. Yeah, you got a you got a you got a male spirit that's not not very happy that you're doing this. Just be strong. I pulled the strength card. This is fascinating. (laughs) Wait, can I
3: ask how you got into doing tarot? No. Uh,
5: Stop it. Hellier. Ah. You ever watch Hellier? Wait. So real quick,
2: when you guys use Zoom at home, do you ever have these issues? Never. I use it regularly for
5: my women's writing society. Obviously, like we use it like every month, multiple times, and I've never once had that problem.
3: Never. Now it sounds like someone is like...
5: Shuffling ty- cards.
2: Or JJ.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm shuffling was, my cards. I thought it was typing. <laughs> I was like, is someone typing while we're like...
5: <laughs> but- no, I'm shuffling the cards.
3: Oh, okay, that, that, that explains yeah. that
1: noise. <laughs> yeah, so Wait,
2: funny. Now it sounds like somebody's on the other end of this phone call.
1: <laughs> righty. Yeah. so let's steer back into the story. All right, Jordan, so we're at the uh, now is this still at your grandparents house did you grow up in that house
4: my mom and dad were divorced i i split it, they split custody and uh my mom moved about every year my dad moved around a bunch so like okay. grandma's house was like the constant uh growing up because i would i would spend my summers there off of school and i think i i lived there for like two years from like 16 to 18 or something like that
1: and so was that so, the house where you had the incident and when you were in your bed and then something yeah. happened? Can you tell us about that?
4: Yeah, that was, uh, you know, at the, I like having my bed up against the wall. Always have. It just makes me comfortable. And uh, it wasn't any different when I lived there. So at the time I was talking to uh, the girl I was dating on the phone and I, I was laying on on my bed facing the wall as close as I could get to it. Like my nose is touching the wall. And as we were talking, I felt like the center of the bed just very slowly depressed, like, like someone had laid down next to me. And then, uh, I, I don't know, like two or three minutes later, it got right back up. You know, just like, just like whoever, just as slow as it went down, it went up like whoever was there got up.
2: At that point in your life, were you... Like still like a seven or eight believing in ghosts?
4: Yeah, probably.
2: Like when uh, that happened, it was like so evident that you were like, that literally was a person laying down and getting back up.
4: That's yeah. Right. I, I think in like in the moment, in that instance, I, there, I didn't have any doubts, you know?
3: Right.
1: Did you ever look into any history in the home to see if maybe somebody had passed in the home or there had been any trauma surrounding the home?
4: Well, there was a little bit of trauma, yeah. My grandpa was, was not my grandpa by blood. Um, he, him and my grandma got married when I was like two, I think. So he was grandpa to me. I knew him my whole life. But I only say that to say that grandpa was married before he married my grandma. And he was married to a woman named Wilma. The only thing I really know about Wilma, because like nobody really talked about her much other than like the two stories, was that she had a really bad drinking problem and uh, grandpa didn't approve. So she would she would go to the liquor store and get whatever, whatever she liked to drink, bring it home and it'd be like in the brown paper bag. And uh, I guess she thought it was too loud so when she'd be in a room drinking, she would make these loud, exaggerated coughing noises like uh, uh, to kind of try to cover it up, mm-hmm. and would say, hey, you're coughing again. It's like, I know what you're doing. And after she passed away, he told me that he would occasionally still hear that coughing coming from her room. The way that Wilma died. And I'm not entirely sure. I, I just don't know if it was an accident, like a really bad accident, or if it was the worst way you could possibly commit suicide, but she drank a bunch of bleach. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Jeez. And uh, I don't think she, she didn't die in the house, but I think she died like uh, the next day or something like that. And grandpa was so mad that he, he just wouldn't, he didn't even go to see her in the hospital.
3: I'm oh, wow. well, sorry to hear that.
4: So. Thank
1: you. I, I mean, I never met her. Well, and then something happened after your grandfather passed away too, right? Yeah. It said, again, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, she had like a family
4: emergency one night and, uh, didn't have anywhere to sleep. And, uh, we had her, we had her come over to our house. And of course, like we we were teenagers and grandma wasn't obviously going to let us sleep in the same room. So she was upstairs in grandpa's old room and I was downstairs in the basement. and. Uh, I got up in the morning and she was gone and I called her and was asking, you know, what happened and said uh, she couldn't sleep. She was tossing and turning all night. And uh, I think it was storming. And at one point she rolled over. I don't know if it was storming or not. Maybe she saw it in a flash of light, but she saw, he had a, a dresser with a big mirror on top of it. And she saw standing behind her was grandpa. And she hadn't met him, but she described everything about him perfectly down to even he, he was in like the Navy and uh, he had a habit of kind of standing like in the at ease pose. And uh, I guess resting bitch face for lack of a better term. (laughs) Like
3: Like so many old
4: products. Yeah. And and she said like, you know, he looked angry and you know, it it scared her. And she, she just ran out of the house and left. Oh mm-hmm.
1: night. I mean, it certainly seems like that home is haunted. Do you still have that home in your family or or what where yeah. is it now?
4: Yeah. Uh my dad lives there now with his wife. Does
1: he experience anything or, or has yeah, he, yeah, he has. Really?
4: Uh everyone that was ever in that house for any period of time has their own story. Um I had a friend who like saw a face floating in a in an empty room. Dad, Dad has his own stories. Uh, grandma passed away in the summer of 2018, and uh, he 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 kept the house and he lives there. And he was outside working one day in the yard about a week after she passed, and he felt like compelled to turn around, and he turned around, and Grandma was standing there. Grandma, you know, when she wasn't when she was staying in for the night, she wear like a house coat, a robe, and had her hair up in curlers. And, uh, that's, that's how she was dressed. And dad always teased her and he's like, "Uh, you know, mom, you're supposed to be in heaven, but like, that's how you're dressed. Well, Kat and JJ, Um,
1: I'm curious, what would you two wear to heaven? If you had to like wear one thing forever, what would uh, be your wardrobe? I,
3: I, if there's a heaven, I would be naked. naked. Yeah. God damn it. I I really don't like, I really don't like clothes.
1: I keep forgetting that you want to be a nudist. I, I always forget that
2: literally yeah. he would thrive yeah. I, it's my worst nightmare and
1: oh
3: <laughs> i i sacrifice but it's it's all right
2: yeah. i um, appreciate
1: your sacrifice <laughs> I,
2: for the rest of forever in mm-hmm. heaven what i wear probably like a really comfortable set of like silk pajamas
3: mm. yeah or okay. like a
2: comfy dress or like something, I don't know. Yeah,
3: silk pajamas would be my next choice if I couldn't go nude.
2: Although you can't go wrong with like an oversized sweater and leggings. I'm just saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I would go like sweatpants with some nice Jordans. and a, a Basically, co-cabody.
2: I always forget about your obsession with shoes, Noah. Yeah,
1: I have so many. Basically
3: what we're saying is none of us want to wear hard pants.
1: No.
2: No more hard pants.
1: That's the hard pants. No, no, no. So I hate I feel like this is the episode off topic topic, but while we're on the subject of nudity, I do have a question, JJ. Have you ever been to that nudist colony um, in Georgia?
3: Uh no, I don't know about I we <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jordan. I feel like we're really off. Oh,
2: you're about. fine. Um, I I think we were on some sort of vacation with my mom and her friend Kathy sounds
3: like a great vacation And like
2: my two sisters and we were like under 18 all of us uh-huh. and my mom was like her and her friend are really goofy and well they they're goofy when they're together yeah. and I all I remember is my mom and her playing chicken being like okay let's go to the nudist colony and the other one was like okay fine let's go and they took us to the entrance of it and like talked to someone through the, the thing to see how much a room was and I was like preparing myself to be, I was like, do we have to be naked? Like, a bathing suit. Oh. my sister was like, it'll be okay. Like, I remember us oh going, but we did not. We ended up turning around. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think we'll be making a real hauntings trip there. I don't know if we need to all get to know each other that well, but I was curious. No. <laughs>
3: no,
1: One thing from your email that really caught my eye was the purple mommy. Can you tell us about that? It, it was when
4: my son was like first learning to talk. Uh, he was he was three. Um, he would start. He would tell us, uh, you know, little tidbits here and there about something that he was calling purple mommy. And we got all of this information over the course of like uh, a couple years, maybe. And just some of the things is a uh, purple mommy was all purple. And at the time, he confused, like, the colors purple and black, so she might have been all black. Uh, She had bright white eyes. She had no smile, which uh, means no mouth. She didn't have a mouth. Um, One point, he said that she needed a bandage because she had a bunch of blood. Um, He said that Purple Mommy picks him up at night and was interesting because he was still in a crib and then we would occasionally like in the mornings, find him outside of the crib. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So he would have to be, I don't know, like climbing up over it and getting out without hurting himself or making any noise. Um, he said the purple mommy turns the light off and even though he's terrified of the dark at the time, he would be, you know, we'd wake up in the morning and uh, his lights would be off um whenever we asked him where purple mommy was he would always he would always point to the same space like because we kept like his his closet door was always open and there was like a space in between the wall and the closet door and he'd always point to that corner back there that's where purple mommy lived um purple mommy really didn't like me (laughs) apparently and uh uh, once or twice he was in his room playing and like ran out and was uh pretty upset and said that she was in there
3: wait wait so how do you know that purple mommy didn't like you he told me like he was just like purple mommy didn't like you or did i mean was there anything like more specific to that or just like you
4: we we asked him um he he, yeah if if purple mommy because i remember uh we asked him if he liked mommy and if she liked mommy and she did and does she like daddy and it was no it was a big no did
1: you Uh, ever feel like you ever heard or saw anything in her room no uh
4: no nothing we lived in that apartment for about five years and uh other than him, like, talking about all that, nothing nothing weird happened that I can remember.
1: Sorry, him. And Sorry. since that time period, is he somebody that is kind of, like, gifted with the supernatural, or was this kind of a one-off experience?
4: It was kind of a one-off thing. Um, he definitely doesn't like to talk about it, though. Hmm. Like, uh, to this day, he, he will not discuss it.
3: He still remembers it?
4: yeah i mean i guess so he get he get gotcha. he gets like visibly upset and doesn't want to talk about it if we ever ask him gotcha
3: man that i mean i can imagine why that is honestly like one of the creepiest things i've ever heard yeah um, well he was so scary
4: he was having like a really he used to wake up like between 12 and one every night but there there was one night he was having like a really rough night he was tossing he was turning he was crying he was kind of yelling and my wife went
1: in there to ask him what's
4: wrong and he said purple mommy won't let me sleep oh
2: that is so creepy
1: well yeah that the per i mean just the phrasing purple mommy like if i was watching YouTube or uh, Netflix horror shorts or something, I would just expect one of them to be named Purple Mommy. Like that just. Right. It's a great name. <laughs> yeah. It's super creepy. Okay. Well, I mean, man, that is, those are some great stories. I'm glad you shared this, those with us. Um, pretty horrifying. So, the Whispers Estate, I know you and uh, your wife had mentioned that when we were like trying to figure out audio and stuff. Can you kind of tell us where it is, what it is, and, and your experiences with the supernatural there?
4: yeah sure um the whispers estate is uh what they've named this old house in a a town called mitchell indiana it was built i think in like the late 1800s by a doctor who worked there uh, who lived in the town so he and he ran his practice out of there and whether whatever your thoughts on the paranormal or supernatural may be like believe in ghosts or not the house is just unfortunate because there's been like 17, I want to say, uh, uh, deaths of people who have lived there, known deaths, and that does not mm-hmm. include uh, patients that died uh, of the doctor. Uh, and in fact, there were like actual somewhere around four or five bodies that ended up getting buried on the property. They recovered two of them. They think two of them are still there. Um, But uh, what happened is, like, some people had bought the house and opened it up to, like, paranormal investigations, and uh, they decided that they were done with it, and my wife's uncle, who would go there a lot, uh, actually purchased it. And so my wife has been there five or six times, and I've been there twice, and uh, a lot of interesting stuff happens in the house. The last time I was there, like, something (laughs) touched me. And I I just never in my life thought that something like that would happen to me. But
1: uh, how did you know it was supernatural related when you were touched? I mean, can you kind of walk us through all of that experience?
4: We were doing uh, ghost boxing. And uh, if you're not familiar with the ghost box, uh, it's, it's just a little AM FM radio that scans between stations really quick. And if you hear any words come out of there, if you can pick anything up, like uh, ostensibly, that's supposed to be like, you know, spirit communication or whatever. And we do it, uh, again, it comes from Hellier, but we do what's called the Estes method. So like I'll be on the box and I'll have headphones plugged into it. And on top of those headphones, I have noise canceling headphones. So I can't hear the questions anybody else is asking because uh, if we're all listening to it, like, you're going to be like looking for an answer that makes sense. Right. And this way, like, I'm just saying what I hear. And sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't, but we were doing that. And, uh, I, I was sitting next to the wall in a big chair and I had my, my legs crossed. Uh, I had it like my, my left ankle sitting on top of my right knee and, uh, as I was sitting there talking, it felt like a, a finger touched my my other knee, my left knee, and just kind of slid over it.
3: Oh.
4: Yeah, it, it it freaked me out, and like I stopped for a second and pulled it off. And everyone was asking if I'm okay. Do you want to keep going? And uh, you know, I, I decided let's keep going because this is really interesting. I I love doing the ghost box. And the first thing it said when I put when I put it back on was "got your leg." what yes
1: wow that's that's really spooky so so you're a firm believer then it sounds like in the ghost box themselves you you do think that's like a worthwhile activity when when trying to oh. determine if the supernatural is real Mm-hmm.
3: i i like that you have a method of you know canceling out the noise so you don't hear the questions because you know like you said there's I mean, confirmation bias is a huge thing. So if, right, if right. you hear the questions, you can kind of like predict or, or, or look for the what you want to hear. So has there been anything where like someone asked a question, you had absolutely no way of knowing what question was asked and then an answer came through that was like, like so obviously targeted to that question?
4: Yeah, absolutely. All the time like we do this a lot uh it's kind of become like a hobby of me and my wife like you know fry, just try you know like a paranormal date night you know get some dinner oh. and then try to find a place to do like a ghost box for a while we were going to there's a place here in Indianapolis called the Hannah House and I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of it but uh it has ties to like being a part of the underground railroad uh and stuff like that and it's reportedly haunted but uh we would go there and uh, we didn't enter onto the property or anything but uh we would be you know sitting where we can watch the house and the biggest one i remember i'm almost always on the box but this time like Paige was on the box and you know we were sitting in our car and i said uh how many fingers am i holding up and it said we can see all of your large hands and it said put it out the window i'm like yeah my hands out the window hold it up and i'm like okay i'm holding it up how many fingers am i holding up and i was holding up three fingers and it said three and i out. Uh, i went i went holy shit and then, like, the ghost kind of chastised me. It's like, you're kind of a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah.
1: Wow. Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the very first time we were there, because, like I said, we do this a lot, and, like, full disclosure, like, a lot of the time nothing happens. I'd say maybe, like, 60% of the time you get nothing. But uh, right. the very first time we ever did it, it was just like we woke up the house like we it sounded like a full-on conversation yeah,
1: yeah like that happened, that happened the first time music. jj did it right uh
3: we have not ghost boxed any oh are you making a joke
1: <laughs> oh
2: no, uh okay no
1: uh you guys woke up the whole house right to all right Uh um... <laughs>
2: wait what are we talking about i thought we were talking about the prank
1: we're
3: we're too into the the ghost boxing thing to get on your level noah
1: all right fine fair (laughs) enough well you also had like people get pushed downstairs and stuff uh going back to that house um i didn't want to skip that part but you but you i was reading you had people get pushed downstairs and like change be thrown from the ceiling as well
4: yeah, lot, lots of stuff happens at uh, at whispers. They the last time we were there, the time that I got touched, uh, Paige got touched when we were there too. But like another a girl that was on our group got like shoved while she was going down the stairs, and she she was just she was extremely upset. I mean, obviously, but uh, she left at that point. Wow. And we see doors open and close on their own light there blue lights in the attic that kind of like float around they they keep the windows like blacked out so it's not coming from like outside sources
1: well jordan we're kind of coming up on our hour um before we get you out of here do you guys have anything that you do want to promote do you want to promote maybe tours at that home
4: i mean you can always check out the whispers estate if you want i'm not really invested in it but it's a neat thing to do <laughs> um <laughs> i
1: love that ringing indoors <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's the best okay. kind of endorsement though, because you know, it's not it's not your own thing. You're just like, hey, this is a cool thing. So mm-hmm. that's hmm That's a genuine endorsement. It it's it's super cool, it's a
4: super creepy house, and it's the it's the closest I can guarantee somebody to having an experience. But
3: wow.
4: like I you know, I don't get any I don't get any money from it like or anything like that. So
3: if you're listening people who run the whispers estate give jordan some money (laughs) because he's plugging it on our podcast so you guys you guys are gonna have a lot more visitors coming up
1: well jordan thank you so much for coming on those were some really uh interesting stories i mean we kind of ran the gamut of supernatural experiences it's rare that we get a guest on that has experienced so many different types of supernatural
4: uh i i appreciate coming on because uh you know i grew up with this stuff and like the paranormal is my uh greatest interest but i find like a lot of people just don't want to hear about it so
1: well i hope you and your wife have a good rest of the night and um tell her to pull some some good cards for us from that tarot deck (laughs)
2: Yes. all
1: right take care jordan all right you too thanks thank you thanks jordan We're in May. Are you guys feeling summer? Does it feel like the world's coming back a little bit in your post-vaccine life?
3: Yeah, it, it does feel like it's coming back. Yeah, right? I did
2: improv tonight for the first How time. How did that go? It was fun. I thought maybe like a year and a half break, I'd be like, oh, maybe I don't miss improv. But once I got up there, I missed it a lot. Did
1: you, did you feel a little more fearless after like being forced to take a break?
2: Yeah. I mean, I just felt like I, I just didn't give a shit anymore yeah. about the little things. So I just kind of went for it.
1: That's kind of the general vibe I'm getting. I think that's why I want to go ahead and get a tattoo. I think that's why a lot of people are like buying and selling their homes. <laughs> I mean, it's something about that being forced to, to kind of remove yourself from life. You kind of go, okay, I want this, this, and this, like, I'm I'm not going to wait anymore. Yeah, uh, totally. And, and I think that we have an advantage really moving forward in the entertainment stuff we do, whether it's improv or acting or whatever, from doing so many episodes of this podcast. I don't know if y'all found, but I mean, it's just so much easier to like interview and interact with people. I hope at some point we do get to do this show on a stage because I'm curious to see if it translates in front of an audience like it does when it's just us sitting in our homes.
3: Yeah, that would be really fun to do a a live version of the show.
1: For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, Kat, I'm glad you got to do improv. JJ, are you still going to try to do some acting? I know before the pandemic started, you were kind of, you know, dipping your toe in the water.
3: Eh, probably not. A year of, like, not having steady employment has made me be like, you know, I, I really want just, like, a full-time job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, how's your school going? Are you getting, are you getting close to wrapping that up? Yeah, one more week, baby. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Good. Well, I don't care what those tarot cards said. I think there's only good things for the future. So... Appreciate it. I also don't care what those tarot cards say.
3: It Um, was scary,
2: though, when she, like, (laughs) at that moment, was like, oh, I've been doing these cards, and it already says there's a guy messing with you. And... But but you'll be strong.
3: Tarot cards are so subjective. I mean, you can, like, really... Like you know, you get a card and you it has like some kind of vague meaning, and then you just read into that what you will, you know. So
2: JJ and I might go to New Orleans in July, oh, nice. and we're gonna get like a proper palm reading or something like that. Yeah, I really want JJ to get that.
1: We should um we should do some research and see if there's like a good ghost tour or something you guys can go on.
2: Yeah, I've been on one gotcha. before. I think in 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 uh there. <laughs>
1: yeah i was trying yeah. to think if we had anybody in new orleans but we've only interviewed that one person that you know kind of grew up in a grandparent's house there but we haven't made a ton of connections in new orleans
2: so if you're listening to this and you live in new orleans and you have haunted stories or you do hunted tours or you're a medium we'd love to talk to you um because we're gonna come there soon so i don't know yeah that's that's that
1: and witches, if you're listening to this and you're a witch, we uh, want you on okay. our podcast. Come we on. need
2: a call to the witches. Yes,
1: witches. There's one here. fan who's listening to this right now, and she's like, "I sent you information." She did. I, I she sent uh, emailed us about another podcast where it's like three witches. So I, I do need to reach out to them and see if they <gasps> hop what? on. Yeah. So that's on me. But things have just been a little hectic uh, past couple of weeks. But all right, y'all. Well, another fun episode. Good to get us all together and record. And glad things are kind of moving along in the world. It's fun to have music festivals and different things to start looking forward to again.
3: I'm totally grasping at straws right now, just trying to think of a sketch with the the three witches from Macbeth having a podcast.
1: <laughs> and with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ.
2: And I'm Cat.